there's two things I really want to avoid at the moment. One is COVID, and the other one is the COVID vaccine. So the big question is this, how investors like us who weren't born with a silver spoon, successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hello and welcome everyone. If you're watching live, type Hi. in hashtag live. If you're watching the replay, as many of you do, type in hashtag replay just so I know that you're watching. George Markoski and Belinda Flaherty coming to you live and loud. Yes, we're going to have a Love lot of Now look, apparently last week, Vin, Belinda was voted one of the most enthusiastic people in Australia, and that's really good. <laughs> now look, we like to have fun, and that's the most important thing, is what's part of, what's our number one value? Number one value is H, have fun. That's right. So guys, if you're watching, that, if you're watching us live... Um, you can actually comment and say something. We'll comment back. How cool is that? It's a thing called technology. It's awesome. And it is, absolutely. It gets us excited and warms us up. So if you want to see the best show of your lives, you type in, say hello, do things, because then you're going to have more fun. Because you have more Correct. fun. You have more fun. It's a feedback loop. We're going around. We're going to be talking about lockdowns, the future of property, and has cheap money ended? Right. Very exciting. Yeah. Really Not, good topics, George. Topic really good topics. And very topical, if I should mm. say. You know, <laughs> some of these topics you could actually just use it as a little um, bomb. Hello and welcome. Hello. Yeah. So, sorry, someone, George. Someone, someone just wrote. How funny! I've been watching you guys on YouTube, and your faces are all over it. <laughs> That's right. And your face is all over it. My face is all over YouTube at the moment, which is great. Um, we've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm going to open yes. up Facebook in... I was I was very fortunate, George, to um, watch some music videos the other day and boom, your face came up. Yeah. I got to see I got to see one of your live ads. Fantastic. I was very impressed. Excellent, excellent. Um, funny enough, I've never seen one of my ads, but probably doesn't send them to me, you know what I mean? Hello, Kane and Denise. Beautiful. Welcome, Hello. welcome to our positive chat. We've got some really um, good topics tonight, George. I'm excited. Awesome. Let me stop this. I'm actually playing. Stop playing yourself. Welcome, welcome to our positive chat. Okay. Okay, done. I'm going to just sit here and talk. So, today's topic. Now, before we start. There's a few couple of topics in there, George, but let's get stuck into it. Before we start, what I'd like to do is talk about COVID and yeah. a bit of announcement to make. Okay. So I've, I've actually postponed my trip to Bali. So Christina, my wife, my lovely wife and I were going to Bali. We were supposed to leave actually recently, but I've been looking at stuff online about Bali and Indonesia and I've really decided not to go. And now, I've had a lot of interesting comments about this, by the way, since I made the announcement. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, because what happened is, one, is there's two things I really want to avoid at the moment. One is COVID, and the other one is the COVID vaccine. Now, I'm in both camps, right? And it's just the flu. See, there you go. Someone just said the flu. flu. So 
I'm in two camp. I'm in both camps. So I'm in one camp where the camp I'm in is I don't have enough information to know how dangerous COVID is Correct. or how dangerous the vaccine is as well. Correct. Now, also, even if it's just the flu and let's say COVID is harmless, there's no point going to a country that's locked down, even if the flu is not real, even the COVID is not real, if you're locked down, you're locked down, Right. There you go. Someone did two jabs. Well done. Which one was it, Pfizer or um, the other one? AstraZeneca is two jabs. Pfizer is one. There you go. Thanks for letting me know. So, yeah, so a friend of mine recently had the jab. He has the AstraZeneca. Uh, a good friend of mine, and he's pro-vaccine. His name's Chris. Yeah. He might be watching tonight. If you are, Chris, hello. But I'm not going to mention his surname. Just and we, hope you, and we hope you're feeling better. Well, that's the point. So I spoke to my thing. friend Chris, and um, what happened was he actually got the AstraZeneca number one, was sick for a little bit, and then what happened was he couldn't get out of bed for about three weeks. Knackered. Wow. I haven't seen him wow. for I'm catching up with him tomorrow, and I haven't seen him for ages, and he's missed out on birthdays, parties, and all sorts of housewarmings and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, as much as he was um, obviously sick for three weeks, Melbourne went through three weeks worth of lockdown as well. So, yeah. but but I mean, he was he was sick, you know. And Pfizer's also. Oh, someone's saying Pfizer is two jabs also. Okay. But even though he's pro vaccine, he's decided not to take the second one. Because oh, he's he's, he's not going to do it. Doing it, not doing it. It's made him too sick. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. But then I've heard about, you know, people getting COVID and being sick. So I don't know, you know what I mean? So really, I'm going to avoid we've, both for now. We're, we're, sorry to say, but we've actually had members that had COVID. Yes, we, we actually had one of our Black Belt members had COVID. And, and his partner, wasn't it? We've, he didn't yeah. even know he had it. Yeah, absolutely. But they just went into lockdown for 14 days and got better. Yeah, so... Um, so Let's talk about the Let's lockdown. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. So Melbourne's going into another lockdown. Now, Correct. It's the fifth lockdown in 18 months. And you know that joke that I say, only three more lockdowns till Christmas for Melbourne, but it could, it's probably true now, right? But um, yeah. all jokes aside, um, it's sad about Melbourne's gone to love lockdown. Sydney's there right now. Melbourne's going to be there tonight at 11.59. Right, and I reckon there's other state premiers itching to hit the big lockdown button because they they just it seems like all the premiers are just sitting there waiting to hit that lockdown button and they want to just smash it down. Right? Someone said yeah. move to Melbourne. Well, I actually was compiling a list of what to do in Victoria, and number one on that list was leave. <laughs> I love Victoria, but you know at the moment. So now the thing is, for some of you it's business as usual, but for a lot of people it's you know, locking down can affect you economically, emotionally, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Right? Correct. And that's the reality. You know what I mean? So that's um, so that's what's happening the, with lockdown. So, you know, I mean, people people can say move out of Melbourne, but the reality is Sydney's in lockdown. Queensland went into a lockdown. And there's no right. doubt that 
Queensland will probably end up going into another short little lockdown. I mean, yeah, it's, exactly. it's like this domino effect that's going through the whole states. Yeah. Uh, Perth even had their own lockdown. I didn't they even did. hear about it because I don't watch person, current affairs. But one person. There was one person. I know. Here we had a Pizzagate. I don't know if you heard about that. You know, people say, yes. why take experimental poison? There's a lot of people here against uh, COVID. And some, um, I mean, it's not against COVID, against the jab. And some people will not, you know. But um, the fact of it is, you know, the fact of it is we've got yeah. lockdowns and how's that, going to to the future, how's that going to affect the future of property? Well, yeah. the RBA have been talking about putting their rates up. I don't know if people heard about that. And um, we spoke about a bit of that stuff the other day about rates and what's happening. Because you don't, you realise at the moment we're an amazing part of history. We've actually interest rates is I think uh, interest rates um, have been around. They got invented about 5,000 years ago in Egypt. Yes. And this is the cheapest interest rates we've ever had in history. Right? Yep. There you go. And we've got someone that's really anti-vaccination going, going nuts at the moment. And look, I understand your point. And a lot of people are very passionate about that, and that's fine. Now, the thing is, we've got the cheapest interest rates. However, a lot of people are saying, well, you can't get lower than what we got, you know, 0.1%. Yes. Can you get lower? Is it true? Is it not true? I'm about to answer that question. Well, guess what, guys? You can go lower. And that's what I'll talk about tonight. What I'm talking about tonight is I've touched on it a few times. Remember I spoke about negative interest rates quite a few years back? Yes, you did, and, actually. Yes. So funny enough, right, because the RBA, they've been talking about that they're winding things back, right? Yes. You know, because we're talking about the free money, right? But let me tell you what's happening. Blame. Explain away. Right? So they were, they've been printing $5 billion a week. Imagine that. Wow. You know, imagine that if they handed me five billion. They could create five billionaires every week if they wanted to. Wow. Right? And how is that going to affect us as, well, as well, investors? What they're doing now is they're tapering back. They're cutting it down. Mm-hmm. They've decided they're, only, they're going to cut it down to four billion a week now. Like, hello, four billion, that's still a lot of money. That's still, that's still a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. Right? Absolutely. Because so, they were talking about they're going to unwind it because what the Reserve Bank have done, they've t- taken their first little baby step to unwinding their $237 billion monetary stimulus. That's huge, yeah. Right? So so what it signals is going to lag other central banks and lifted rates and move remains unlikely before 2024. Listen to that. So they're saying rates may not go up until 2024. That's another like four years. Wow. So absolutely. And, you know, even if they do go up, George, it's not like it's going to just go up overnight. It's going to be a gradual. It'll be a gradual thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, I mean, it it is just Just as much as it's been a gradual thing going down. Yeah, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, They've decided to go from five billion to four billion. That's still a lot of money they're printing every week. Every week, there's four billion dollars going to the economy. 
You know what that means? You know what that means? Then your bank is worthless. That means that your 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 deposit in your bank account every week is getting flooded with four billion dollars cash, and it's slowly sinking, dwindling every week. Every week. Now it was sinking a little bit faster before, slowed down, but it's going down. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what happened was they were planning if the inflation, if the wage inflation went up, right? They were going yep. to keep interest rates up, but the wage of wages haven't gone up as much as they thought it would. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they reckon um, they reckon the first rise in the cash rate won't happen until 2024. 2024. Yes. So a lot of the lot of the markets and banks have been pricing an increase at 22-23, but the Reserve Bank reckons 24. Wow. Right? No, it's a year to look out for, really. We're going to get there. It's 10 years away, 10, 12 years away. So what's happened is, you know, someone's saying, hey, George, we have fixed interest rates move upwards slightly. Yes. So the banks have moved fixed interest rates up, and they did it a couple of weeks ago. We already spoke about that. However, the RBA aren't putting them up for a long time. They've just done that. But the reason the banks have put their fixed rates up is because the RBA aren't giving them as much of a cut. They've changed the way where they do things. That's all. Right? Yeah, right. Also, what they've done now is they're no longer putting a time limit on the money printing. Ah. Right? Very interesting. Yeah, so they, they before that, a time limit, they got rid of it now. So they're saying now, forget time limit. Until inflation is up, unemployment is down, we're not doing it. This is the, this is the thing, though. Inflation is up but no one's seen it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, so what so they, want, to... they want, they want wages to grow above 3%, inflation above 2%, unemployment below 5%. They're saying that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, so someone's saying negative interest rates would mean that banks will push for uh, more loans to cover their storage fees. Yes, it does. Right? Absolutely. The negative interest rate is interesting. All right. I'm going to be talking about that in a minute. Yeah, beautiful. Yep. So so basically, if I said to you that the RBA was going to print four billion dollars a month until wages were growing three to four percent, would anyone believe me? Well, it's true, it's just happening now. And if you heard that, what would you be doing? <laughs> Let me tell you what you'd be doing. This is what you'd be doing. You'd be buying a shit ton of property because what they're saying is they're going to put $4 in the economy every week until wages start growing at 3 or 4%. When wages grow 3 or 4%, what's going to happen to property prices? It's going to go up. So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about a boom on top of a boom, boom stacking. That's what's happening at the moment. Now, I'm going to go get a bit more wine if you keep everyone entertained. I have to. Okay, great. Um, so, we just guys, just we want to move on from we're getting a lot of questions and people talking about this visor thing and all that kind of stuff. So, let's get back to the property stuff because that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, so, I, I, like um, to, I like to start with something a bit of fun, right? Absolutely, but, absolutely. But we want to get focused on what we're here to talk about, which is more around property. 
So um, we've got another question that just come in, George. Also, with, oh, well, not a question, but a statement. Also, with no immigrants coming in, wage inflation has to go up. There's no supply of labour. Someone's joining what do you me. Think of that? I like that. Thank you. I, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so look, with no immigrants coming in, wage inflation has gone up because there's no supply of labour. Look, that's partly true. What's happened is part of the reason employment rates gone down is because of people have left our country and there's no migration. So that's yes. already happened. That's already in the equation. So now we've yes. got that. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. Yep. So what about this one? With the material shortage, will there be a slowdown in construction and supply of new properties? Good question. Yes, there will be. No, no, not will be. There is. So there is. I, don't, I don't know if people know what we do because a lot of people are in this free group, but we've got a program called Black Belt and that's where we help Australians create financial freedom through property. And our overarching goal is to actually empower 10,000 Australians to create financial freedom through investing in properties in the Mikoski method. And part of Black Belt is we help people buy properties that I choose. Um, and we've got, we got some developers that work with us. I go through our 16,000 suburbs, comb through them, and I only choose 100 per, per state. And these exclusive properties we get is before we go to real estate porn, like realestate.com and domain and things like that, right? We get, them, we get them direct, which is pretty cool. But even us getting direct, it's very hard to get property at the moment. Um, what's happened, construction's gone up. So the, the material shortage has put material prices up. And as I explained, I know one builder, he bought 100 tonnes of steel from New Zealand just to make up for the wood. If you buy wood now in Queensland, it's going to take you a year for it to get delivered. Wow. Um, we're finding properties, this is serious, properties going up 65 grand in one day. We had one yes. client who bought a property, went up 65 grand before he even bought it. Um, yeah, that's... Other properties going up 10, 20 grand in a matter of just like that. It's going crazy. So yeah. property yeah. prices are going very, very fast and really big. And um, just quickly, yeah, yeah, it's saying we shouldn't fear increase in interest rates. Absolutely. We no, totally agree no, with we that. Shouldn't. No, no, we shouldn't. But what I'm saying is I've just explained not going to happen for a long time. When it does happen, the economy is going to be so damn good for wage rises to go up that much. If, if wages are going 3 or 4%, Inflation is going double that, right? Wages yeah. don't track inflation. That's a that's a big thing. I, I really think we have got a long way to go. This amazing boom. It's going to be amazing, right? Absolutely. Next question: Will property prices go up without new buyers? It's the same buyers, it's the same buying, buyers again. buying again and again. Yeah. Look, the deal is, what's happening in Australia? So, have you heard of a thing called Credit Suzy? Credit Susie, yeah. please credit explain. Susie. Yeah, Credit Susie is a body that actually looks at credit of people around the world. Oh, okay, yep. And they released a report recently and they said that Australians are the richest people in the world, right? So what happens is there's only a certain percentage of people that buy property. And I had the number before, but I don't know what it is now, but it's, I think it's like one and a half million people, property investors. But you've got to understand there's all these people now that have got money that are becoming property investors. The biggest growing thing at the moment is there's so many brand new homeowners and property investors coming into the market because people have got so much money. So yes. it's not the same buyers, but even if it was, it wouldn't make a difference because it's all about supply and demand. And you've got, yep. if you've got no supply, you're going to have demand. 
And you've got to realise as well, percentage of those new buyers have, first, have used the first home buyers grant. Yeah, yeah. And we had a big influx with those people as well. It's all I'm saying. Material is very hard to get now. Eight-week wait for MDF. Yes. That's a ton of wood, I think. It's a particle board thing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, and the next one. It's an indicator of health economy leading to increasing properties. Now, if we go back, there's actually some other questions going through. So I'd like you to, you know, just write down the questions, please, while I go. And I'll talk about negative rates and what's going to happen in that because this is pretty important. Okay. Yep. You need to listen in, right? So, so negative rates could actually become a thing, right? Because, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that only way for interest rates from here is up. Now, let me make one thing super clear for you. It's not. Rates can still go lower because rates can go negative. And some places in uh, Northern Europe have already experimented this for a while. It's been interesting. And it's worked well for them. Now, this might sound radical, and it is. But we're all set to go for this here in Australia, right? Now, this is the funny thing. It was actually relieved, revealed last week that APRA asked the banks to make sure they were ready to handle a negative rate universe. So do you want me to talk you through that how negative mortgage rates might become a reality? Please. Yeah, I've so got all those questions, so yep. go for it. The key to understand this is understanding what banks actually do, right? See, the high school version is they get money from depositors who they pay interest to and then they lend it out to borrowers. Is that what everyone thinks they do? Mm. Now, this is not wrong, but it's only part of the picture. See, mostly the banks don't get money from people putting money in their account. They wouldn't have enough, do you understand? So mostly yeah. the banks borrow money from domestic and international capital markets, not mums and dads. The mums and dads are a very small part of it. Imagine how many mums and dads you need because we, we owe $1.9 trillion in mortgage debt in Australia. So how many mums and dads would you need for that? Like you don't have enough mums and dads around the place, right? So they borrow money like you and I borrow money and they have to pay interest just like we pay interest. And then they put a cut on top, right? Then they lend that money on to borrowers. The difference they get between what you pay them and what they pay the markets is what they make as a profit. Wow. So in a sense, what you can do is you can think of banks as merchants of money. They buy <laughs> money at a particular price and sell money at a premium, keeping the margin as a profit. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. To but me. Now, what's changed is the banks are able to get the money at the much, much cheaper price these days. And I mean much cheaper. And that's because the RBA has dropped the official cash rate, the baseline for rates in the market, to just 0.1%. Right? But this is the deal. The RBA is just making it up, right? They just make up whatever they want. So what if the RBA decides, rather than 0.1%, they say to the TFF rate is going to be minus 0.5 or minus 1.5? That is, what if they say to the banks, we'll pay you to take this money off us so long as you lend borrowers? And that's what they're doing in Northern Europe, by the way. Right? Uh-huh. So then, guess what? The banks would have the, now have the ability to pay you to take the money off them, i.e. negative mortgage rates. So as long as the RBA is paying them more than the banks are paying you, they're making a profit. Do you get that? Yeah. Right? So that's how negative mortgage rates might happen. The infrastructure is already in place and it's already functioning. And the reality is we're already seeing the first wave of nations cross the river over to negative rates. The, the European Central Bank started with 0.1%, right? 
funding for banks in 2014. By 2016, the rate was point, uh, minus 0.4, and now it's minus 1%. Right? Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Yeah, because they just make it up. So what they're doing is the, the new philosophy is very different to the old philosophy. So this is the deal. What used to happen is they used to just try to make money out of lending money, the RBA. Yeah. But you know where the real money is? In money circulating. So what happens is it's cash flow that makes money happen. So if everyone puts their money in the bank and doesn't touch it, then no one's benefiting. The money's not being used. It's stagnant. No one's happening. So yeah. the only useful thing with money is if it moves through the economy. Because what happens is, let's say I get money, and that's why I see a lot of people against welfare. But welfare is actually really good because let's say that you tax all the people that work and you pay all the people that don't work, the dull budgets, whatever you want to call them, but, you know, people in welfare, and I don't want to call them dull budgets. That's, that's a terrible thing to do. And I, I, I believe in welfare. I'm actually all for it because I think, you know, as a society, we should have enough money to look after all our people no matter what the situation is, right? Yes. You know, we're, we're a rich country, richest country in the world. We shouldn't have poor people here, you know. Now, Correct. So then, but and what happens, but they get their check every Thursday fortnight or something like that, and guess what they do? They spend it all. Spend it all. So it goes straight back into the economy, goes straight into yeah. the economy, goes straight back into the economy, done. So money that moves helps the economy. Money that's stagnant and still sits still is not good. So the problem with high interest rates is everyone puts their money in the bank and just sits on it, earning all the interest, doing sweet FA of their money and not helping the economy. But what's happening now is if you put your money in the bank, you're going to wait 83 years to double your money. So that's terrible. So what's happening now is people are encouraged to get their money and put it in property, put it in business, spend it on things because it's the only way you're going to get your money back because if you leave it in the bank, you're going to lose money. Yes. Now pretty soon, they're going to charge you money to have money in the bank. And huh. what is, um, I think in Italy, they've got a, I'm not 100% sure, I think it's in Italy they've got a negative interest rate or Switzerland. Mm -hmm. been driving across the border to Germany to put money in the bank because they're paying interest. And they've actually stopped accepting deposits because they don't want your money. <laughs> they don't wow. Want they don't want That's crazy. Money. Isn't that I crazy? I know. I mean, crazy. 20 years ago, you'd be thinking, you got to be dreaming. What are you smoking? Like, this is, but that's the way it is. It's true, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Someone just wrote here, banks will always profit in some form. Well, they have to because if they didn't profit, they wouldn't be here. There's nothing That's wrong it. with banks making money, but this is the challenge. We've got the four richest banks in the world because there's not enough oh. there's not enough competition oh. in Australia, right? And our yes. banks are rich because there's not a lot of competition. I think it's okay for them to make a profit. I think it's good because if we don't have profitable businesses, they can't serve you, they can't look after you. Yes. Right? Profit's not a bad word, but it needs to be a good amount of profit, you know? Yes, absolutely. So, yes. All right, so we've had a few little questions come through. Shall we go with them? Hmm. Absolutely. I'm having fun here. I like to do okay, so Absolutely. What's the best way to secure an investment property within six months once you buy your first home? You got it. Oh, yeah, look, um, the deal I is... I mean, it depend depends where you bought your first home. Hello? 
But how much growth? There's a little bit of a formula here, right? Because what we're going to do is one, hopefully, if you bought your first time, you've got an offset account, you're putting everything in there. And if it's an investment property, hopefully, you're losing money on paper, making money in real life, and having a positive cash flow to help you save up. One, that's the first thing. So, what we're doing when we buy a house, when we buy a house, we want to use as much equity as we can to buy the house, not use cash. And we're trying to fill up our offset account so we've got more deposit for our next house. And at the same time, we're waiting for the equity to go up. On top of that, what we can do is, if it's an older home, we can add a few things and do a few things cosmetically to make it worth more money. Or we can get some valuations add to, to do it. That's one thing. But yep. if you look at our 14-day challenge, I've got nine ways of buying a property without a deposit. Yeah, that's it. You can do all those things. There's a lot of other things you can do. There's, um, you know, using a guarantor, using equity, selling some toys, doing a JV, that's getting a right. deposit bond. You can actually get a loan as a deposit and then get a, a property. Lots of different ways of doing it, right? It's all about being creative but legal. Isn't that exactly, right, Georgie? Exactly. Yeah, of course. So labour data show. Labour data show. Go on. Do you want me to read our it? Our for visa workers is dropped. You read it, please. Um, labour data show, show how closed borders for visa workers is driving an extraordinary drop in unemployment. Local employers, employers are hire, hiring locals and bidding up wages. This is great news and a result that is hopefully... <laughs> hopefully not undetermined by an excess use of foreign workers when borders reopen. Okay, there you go. Um, interesting, interesting. Yes, um, Will, uh, that's true. It's happening. And look, the deal is, I mean, the wages are going to slowly get pushed up. That's the fact of it. But when migration comes back in, it's going to soften it. Uh-huh. Right? So at the end of COVID... That's what's going to happen. So someone says, will the concept of responsible lending affect ability to get funding? Yes, it will. But also, look, we what I find, and this is, the, this is the interesting thing. I recently, there's an old old family friend that I bumped into about five months ago. And we had a coffee. And uh, his name's Dale. And I'm not going to mention his surname because, you know, in case he wants to be private, that's okay. Anyway, and he was trying to get a property and couldn't get one for a few reasons, but it was impossible to get a loan, right? And he said, look, if you can help me get a loan, I'll be your best friend. So what he did, he talked to Charmaine, had a call. We made sure he qualifies for a program. He joined that program, paid for it upfront and full. Now, five months later, last Thursday, we caught up. Last Friday, we caught up for lunch. And he's got two properties. He's already made $200,000 in his first one. Wow. Right? Yeah. And what, what I'm trying to explain is a lot of people that come and join our program find it hard to get a loan or maybe they can afford to get one property, but they don't understand how to get three properties or four properties on how to continue continually sustain it, but also not like not just not just the loan, but the cash flow. Because yes. the way structure is important, the way we structure it is important as well. And we have some yes. people find four or five properties in the first year just because they structure yes. They just smash it, bang, one after the other. Got one guy, yes. Barrett, he's got like four, I think, in his first year, which is good. Yes. Where's the best place to hide cash? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't do cash. Hey. Yeah. We, we missed a question back then. Will the concept of responsible lending affect oh, abilities to... Oh, you did that. Okay. 
Where is the best way? Um, someone's saying something to you in Macedonian. Yep. Um, high growth areas, very high demand, very little supply. Absolutely. Exactly. That's exactly right. You've nailed it. 180,000 went to my first home. Great. So um, what I need to know is how much equity do you have in there? How much was that home, that first one? How much did it cost you? Look, I always say when new members start up, there's always three areas you've got to look at, and that's the strategy, setting it up right, making sure you buy high growth and you've got cash flow. That's, that's what right. we're looking for. Okay. In this scenario with low interest rates, what's the value of going with tiers of two or three lenders, unions or non-banks? Yep. Also, will the banks be tempted to give you low valuations in the current market? Yes, look. Or the other way around. Unfortunately, the banks are tempted to give you low valuations no matter what. See, the banks, they want to have as much security as they can. So what they do is they give low valuations, so therefore they can lend you less money and you can take more of the risk. That's, that's, yes. banks, that's what banks do. That's the way they are, right? So funny enough, I was doing a training video for our members and I was talking, you know, I was talking about the four things that hold you back. Um, the, well, the one thing that's really holding you back from property investing, right? And a lot of people, you know, they think maybe they're too dumb, they're too lazy, they're not disciplined enough. They Maybe you, you think you were born in the wrong household, you didn't have the right education, um, your upbringing was wrong, right? But guess what? All of that is completely wrong. It doesn't affect it, right? Right? This is what the one thing the one thing that's holding people back from investing in property is two things, actually. The one thing is what you know, right? Because you've got it all wrong. Because if you get a calculator, right, the best calculator in the world, and I'll put the wrong numbers in, it's going to give you a shit answer. It's going to be junk in, junk out, right? Garbage in, garbage out. Yes? That's right. And most people don't understand the fundamentals of investing in property, and that's why they get it wrong. And so the first thing I need to do with you, with everyone here, is I need to get rid of what you know. Right, because you're probably taught these things, like my parents taught me, right? To save money, yes. To buy a house, superannuation, diversify. Well, guess what? All four are wrong, completely wrong. Let me explain. Yep. Right. So, putting money in the bank, right? Saving money that doesn't work. It's an old school way. You know what wealth investors do? They invest money or they save money to invest money, right? They don't actually um, save money for the sake of it because saving money is not going to get you rich. Buying a house to live in, that's, it's not an asset. Ask Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki is coming with me on a one-day property summit really soon. It's not an asset. It's the wrong thing to do. You should rent best. Rent where you want to live, invest in property, right? Don't buy a first yes. home. Buy an yes. investment property, right? Then superannuation. Superannuation is a scam. Who wins out of um, putting money in the bank and who wins of buying a home? The banks do, right? That's right. Superannuation, who wins out of that? The stock market does. Diversification, yeah. stock market does. Rich yeah. people, wealthy investors don't diversify. They've got one or two buckets and they focus on that. They've either got business or property or both or property yeah. only and they put all their money in that and that's how you make your money, right? Yep. Two buckets, one bucket. Not diversify everywhere, buy Bitcoin, a bit of shares, a bit of model of marketing here and something else, buy some watches. You know, a friend of mine recently uh, sent me a picture on Facebook in Messenger 
of a Rolex. I said, what's this? He goes, I need to watch this. I said, no, I'm not. I've got a watch that does measures my heart rate and all that sort of stuff. I'm not into Rolexes and stuff. He goes, oh, this is my Rolex. I go, okay, good on you. And he goes, yeah, cost me 40 grand. I said, well done. I'm really happy for you. Right? Now, good on him, right? Nothing against him. But you know what? I don't want a friend to show me his Rolex. I want a friend to teach me how to get my own. Yeah, I'm absolutely. The teacher had to get your own if you want one, but I'm not going to be showing a Rolex so I don't have one, right? Because I know how to play the game of money because I've won the game of money. I made over a million dollars last year. I'm going to teach you how to win if you listen to me. First thing you have to do is get rid of everything you know, right? Because that's the one thing holding you back. Second thing holding everyone back is everything you don't know. And that's why I started the 14-day challenge. 14-day challenge. You don't know. Do our 14-day challenge and learn everything you don't know. And in there, you'll learn exactly what you need to do. Correct. What the wealthy investors do that the struggling investors, the poor investors don't have. And once you've got this, you could be a wealthy investor as well. Yeah, perfect. You know, I Absolutely. I, I remember when I was in my 20s. I remember this. I used to go to the petrol station and put $5 in. Or sometimes I'd go in and go, okay, how much have I got? I'll put $10 in, right? Now, that's embarrassing. But it's true. I was, right? And I thought I didn't yeah. have discipline. You know, I thought if I work harder, only if I save more, work harder, right? And I tried that. It didn't work. I was fortunate, though, to learn the secrets of the wealthy investors and then start investing. And then I started making money. And you know what? If you run out of petrol or you low on petrol one day, fine. But if it's over, happening over and over, there's something wrong there. But that's you right. can never save yourself to wealth. You need to invest yourself there. So that's yeah. what people need to do. You know what I mean? Hi, team. Yeah. We're a first home buyer. Can I build a duplex? No, you can't. No. Do that. But, okay, guys, I just said buying a home, number two, one of the worst things you can do. Get invested yeah. instead if you can. Seriously. You know? Yeah. For a oh, first home buyer. Can I- oh, the good old European school of investment that our parents taught us. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Here to that. Absolutely. Yeah, so look. My absolute mission, undying mission, is to empower 10,000 Australians to become wealthy through property. If you want to be one of those people, type in 10,000 because I need more people. We've got about 500 people on our Black Belt program. I need another 9,500 people to join that. We've got 5,000 in our group, which is great. Just nearly, that's good. So that's what's happening. So, guys, we're going to be finishing off in about five. So any oh, there's, a, there's a message right up here. Right up the top here. Can't see it on my end. 10,000. Hello. Well done. Okay. I'm going to read it out. Yes, please do. Um, that was one right down the bottom f- from the first part, wasn't it? Another 10,000. Yay. I can okay. only see Facebook views. Okay. So. I'm about to start construction on my first home. I'd really That's like not- to buy a house and land in the same area. Four years of high demand and very low supply. How would I best go about securing an investment property with short time between my first and my second? Okay. Um, look, probably I can't really give you that much inside data and so, on a, such a broad platform. You probably need to book in Charmaine and get one of our coaches to talk to you and help you. Yes. Back. Because yes. I really am into, you know, at the moment there's a big boom going on. So there's nothing wrong getting lots of property as long as you do it with education and you do it properly and you get the right properties, right? Yeah. Right. 
but you shouldn't be buying the same area. You should yes. be buying different areas, right? The same area yeah, doesn't no. work, right? You've got to, you, I've only got Facebook user here, but I'll just say to you, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You want to diversify your risk. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what's going to keep you safe. See, Warren Buffett and rich people, they don't diversify their investments, but they diversify their risk. So Warren Buffett, what he does, he invests in stocks only, but he diversifies. Yes. I invest in property, but I diversify in property. So you get you only have one or two buckets, but you still diversify in that bucket. Yes. But you don't absolutely. have in buckets because you can't be an expert in more than one bucket. But in that one bucket, that's what you've got to do. See, the difference between diversification and being a laser beam is a bit like a 20-watt light bulb that lights up your house, your room, or a laser beam that burns a hole through paper. The same power, but the the laser beam makes a difference. Makes so sense. Absolutely. Can't wait for my second call next week. Excellent. Yay. Excellent. How do you differentiate from all the property companies and gurus? I am the guru. <laughs> now, um, I think success leaves clues. That's yeah, what look, I pretty much I mean, it's all about looking at the mentor and seeing what results they have. Do they have real-life results? I, I really think you really got to get to know them and see if you can test drive their program somehow. So what I've done, for example, just to give you an idea, is I've created the 14-day challenge so you can test drive all our stuff, right? And that way you can test drive it, and at the end you go, well, I like it, I don't like it. It's up to you. But I really think at the end of the day, test drive whatever you need to test drive. Exactly. And we do that through our 14-day challenge. So it's a great opportunity to test drive. And the beautiful thing about the 14-day challenge is if you don't think it's up to standard and you haven't learned from anything, George is more than happy to give his money back. So yeah, exactly. that really uh, puts some money where his mouth is in yeah. that sense. Look at Scott here saying, I'm coming, George. Excellent. Good on you. Um, Scott, in the middle of starting a company, crossing my T and dotting the I's, and I'll be calling you and the team. First, I want to apply your rapid mortgage reduction. Excellent. And you should. I think doing that's great. And Scott, welcome. It's beautiful. Welcome. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. So look, guys, 10,000. I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's a, we've, we've had a great response tonight. I'm really excited. Yes. That so, means uh, we're going to have a lot of people doing our 14-day challenge, which is um, a great education. Absolutely. Look, it's the education you didn't get from school or from your parents or from the barber or the Uber driver. This is the real thing. Correct. And, you know, I get so many I get so many people saying to me, Belinda, you've done so well in property. I go, yes, because I had a good coach. George, you are my coach. Yep. But they always ask me, well, how do I get started? And I always say, get educated. Get yep. educated. Yep. So That's your investment in yourself. I love the analogy of the Rolex. Thank you. I'm glad. What is What's the rapid, mortgage reduction? Well, uh, we're going to have to explain it next next week. I wouldn't mind talking about it. But what it is, Belinda, is rapid mortgage reduction shows you how to cut your mortgage in half with the same payments. It's really good. The banks don't like it, but we love it. It's great. And we use that. We're kind of, we're, yeah, we're beating the banks at their own game and we're playing it smarter, not harder. Yep. That's what it's all about, Belinda. Yep. So, guys, if you listen to our podcast and you're enjoying it, please leave us a review, right? Yes. I'd really appreciate that. 
or wherever you listen to us, give us a review on that platform, wherever it is. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate it or listening, if you're listening. And, um, you know, I was going to give a summary. What we did was spoke about locks down the future property. We spoke about has free money come to an end. We talked about the prospect of negative interest rates and what that's going to do for you, but also spoke that the RBA may not be raising prices until raising interest rates until 2024. We know what's happening, but they've also cut down spending or printing of money to $4 billion a week, which is still quite large. Yes. All in all, it's good news for property if you can find any because it's hard to find, but otherwise it's great. You guys are great. Now, look, thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. I really love our community and our tribe. Guys, you're all freedom fighters. That's what we are. We're freedom fighters. We're fighting for freedom. Now, look, my, my theory is one thing only. If you haven't replaced your income through property, that should be your number one goal. That's all I can say. Then I can drop the mic. Done. Boom. Have a good night. See Some you. Some great questions, guys. Great night. Every Thursday at 6.05 p.m. Adelaide, Australian Central Time. Come and join us Thursday. Ask us questions. Bring a glass of wine and enjoy. Okay. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.